Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. I know that it's really easy to feel like, oh, there's so many candidates, I have to stand out. But I think that's the wrong mindset from the very beginning. If you're asking, how do I stand out? It's the wrong question. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma, and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration, and support when you're looking for that new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional, and together we're here to give you all the tips, tricks, and behind the scenes knowledge to help you excel in your career. Mixing it up there, Em, keeping it fun, fresh, interesting, keeping people on their toes. Absolutely. So who are we giving an interview boss shoot your shot shout out to this week? To Beck, I absolutely loved what she wrote us. She bought us three coffees, which is so, so kind, keeping us caffeinated. And she said, thank you, ladies, so much with four exclamation marks. (laughs) Yelling. No. I just walked out of my interview and feel amazing. I had a session with Sarah on Wednesday and we were certain they weren't going to ask me a tell me about yourself question being a government job, but I prepared it anyway and they asked. I had to come up with one answer that didn't fit the best bits I'd prepared, but I was able to stick to the structure of the story, what I did, what the result was and weave in a different story. I just want to say too that I thought this was my dream job, but after listening to your Take Your Dream Job Off the Pedestal episode, my preparation changed completely and I've left the interview room feeling like I did the best I could. If I don't get this, I'll use it all for the next opportunity. That's why I'm sending this now and not after I've heard if I've got the job because the result doesn't even feel like it matters now. Oh my God. I love this so much. In my coaching sessions, I always say like, I want to know how it goes because I'm so invested and like we spend all this time talking about their interview and helping them with stuff. And then I'm like, sometimes I just don't find out the ending. Like I never get to hear what the result is, but she's gone above and beyond by shouting us a coffee in order to to tell us what happened. I just love our listeners and students, they just follow everything we say. And Beck summed up exactly what we're trying to do is make it about how prepared you feel. Take away the anxieties about what you can't control. You just do your bit. And she's so right. It doesn't even matter if she doesn't get this because she has the skills and she's ready for the next one and she's going to be better next time. And I love that. Hey, there was one that she wasn't prepared for, but 
what that means is she was prepared for the rest. And how confident totally. do you feel when you've nailed every other question and then you get one where you're like, oh, shit, I don't know what I'm going to say. You're going to be fine. You know the structure. You know overall what you need to do. You can just, you know, wing that one, come up with something on the spot. It's not the end of the world. I love that because it's like it's not going to always go the way that you planned, but you've done enough prep that you can think on your feet. Totally. Now, if you want to be like Beck and you want to eventually submit a testimonial like this, well, book in a one-on-one session with Sarah. You can find out all about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And also the .au is so important because there's an imposter out there with interviewboss.com. So make sure you put is on there? that AU. I know, I'm horrified. I need to do something about are that. Are they pretending to be us or are they? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a somebody else came up with the concept, but I don't know. Right. Who knows a hit man? <laughs> we're coming for you, interviewboss.com. We're, we are the AU sisters. <laughs> How dare you? We're here to stay. <laughs> now, if you liked one of our episodes, use the tip we sent you or want to request an episode specifically on your situation or industry, feel free to hit, follow us on Instagram and then slide into our DMs. If you're going to pick our brains, please follow us. You owe us a follow. Yeah. Lots of people are taking that call um, lately, which I'm very happy about. They have been and I like it. I should have started saying it a long time ago. I know. Forget about like posting more often. We just need to tell people to follow us. So please help. Follow us, please. (laughs) Love you so much. Now, today's episode is all about giving you more ideas and inspiration of the kind of questions you can ask at the end of the interview. So we've touched on this a little before. We do have an episode where we go through a bunch, but I would say they're your more standard sort of questions. The next lot that we've come up with are really outside the box. And also, I think early on, I was like, well, I'm not giving you ideas of cool questions because you have to come up with them yourself because you should be curious and you whatever. And I think what I've learned the further we've gone into this podcast, because I was originally really hesitant to give people a list of interview questions that they could be asked as well. If you remember, M, people kept kind of asking like, but what kind of questions? Can you give me examples? And I was hesitant and we were very hesitant in that episode of like, what questions are they going to ask me? But we did create a spreadsheet and it's been very, very popular. And I get how it's been helping people because you can just have a scan through and get some inspiration or come up with some ideas or see if you've missed something. So look, I've relaxed on my very harsh stance from from earlier. So look, the fundamentals still apply. It's like parenting the third child. You were strict at yeah. the first and now you're like, ah, fuck it, all right. I'll I've realised what's really important and I've just come yeah, up with alternative ways to get, that's right, to get to the result. So curiosity is definitely still the most important thing. I do not want you to hear one of these and then just parrot it in your interview and you don't even care about the answer. I also just like have you seen this, M? of like these questions will make you stand out at the end? Mm. What do you think, without me telling you, what do you think I would think about that? That it's a load of shit and that so much more would stand out about you other than what question you ask at the end. They probably won't even bloody remember. And also like imagine like, oh, that was a terrible interview, except for those great questions they asked at the end. It's just a silly way to kind of look at it. So much more about your interview is going to stand out to an interviewer. And the other thing is 
I know that it's really easy to feel like, oh, there's so many candidates, I have to stand out. But I think that's the wrong mindset from the very beginning. If you're asking, how do I stand out? It's the wrong question. How do I do myself justice? And particularly for this bit here, how do I find out if I really want the job or not as well? Like, how do I get information that's going to help me make the decision if I want to accept this or not and leave my current job? And that will vary wildly on why you want the kind of job. Maybe you're, you know, have just returned to the workforce after having some time off for parenting. And so you are really hell bent on having flexible work arrangements. And so you want to know the nitty gritty of what days, how that works, what that looks like, how the other team works. Or maybe you're only taking this job for a shorter commute and better logistics and you want to know about is there parking on site? Or maybe you really want career progression. And so you want to know that you can get really, you know, there's opportunities for growth. The questions you want to ask will vary on what you're looking for. Exactly. And that's exactly how I want you to think about it going into this. So here is my disclaimer with giving you these resources. This should only be used as inspiration. I don't want you to pluck one of these out of there and think, Sarah said that's a good question to ask, so I better ask that question. You have to actually care about the answer and it has to be relevant to your situation. And my solution to that is I'm just going to overwhelm you with options so that you have to narrow it down with something and hopefully that thing is stuff that's relevant. Like if you're looking for a great manager because you've had a bad one recently, ask questions about their management style. Like find out the stuff that you want to know. What was that voice, by the way? Like, I've never done that I don't before. Know. <laughs> I need to take it's your that rousing back. on voice. But I was like, sounded like a cartoon character. Sorry. <laughs> I think that our listeners will do the right thing because they're star students. And if they're nerdy enough to bloody seek out a spreadsheet of questions, I think they're not looking for a quick hack because they have to sign up, they have to put their email in, they have to download it, they have to view it. Like that's a lot of effort. Well, they're listening to a podcast like about interviews, like they're already VIP caring about their career. I love our listeners because we're type A people. Like no one that's listening to this is just bludging through life. We're hustlers. And like a go with the flow, I'm going to wing it. Well, why would you look at this podcast? hell no. Yeah. You're here because yeah. you care. Or they're graduated wingers. They're like, I used to be a winger <laughs> and, and it's going terrible and I need to change my approach. So here they, I am. They've and discovered they're a converted the error student. of their ways. Yep. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I have something very exciting for you. I have put together another spreadsheet and it's just like the one that we have all of our interview question database, but this is questions to ask at the end database. Wow. I'm a little overwhelmed. Look how big it is. I know. I'm going to put this out here before I go forward. When we share you a Google sheet, it's a shared document. Oh, We don't let you edit the document. Make a copy. File, (laughs) make a copy. Or you can download it as a CSV. You can do whatever you want, but you can't edit the master version. We've only given you view access so that you can just copy it and put it wherever you want it. Unfortunately, there's no easy way for us to do that. I've tried a few other options and it just ended up people couldn't get access at all. So this is the only solution. The name of the document will be make a copy to edit and you would not believe the amount of people who still request edit access. Now, if you've done that before, like I don't blame you. We don't, we just reply politely just telling you that we can't 
give you edit access and how to do it. I leave that to you because I'm I got sick of saying it that I just see them and I'm it's like, like oh, I roll, figure like it out. One per day. I kind of figure actually though that the person requested edit access and then they kept looking and then they went, yes. oh, whoops. But the request has already been sent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I'm choosing to believe that you were just a little bit too keen and You're a bit flustered, didn't read the instructions. It's okay. I would do the same. At the moment, I'm still working on it. By the time it goes live, though, there will be over 100 options for questions to ask at the end. And again, like always, they're categorized in their different topics. So you'll be able to filter by, I want to ask questions about leadership. I want to ask questions about culture, work-life balance, whatever. You can see the different options there. And if anyone has ideas of like how to do this filtering in a better way, give me an idea. Like I think it's very hard to have multiple topics for each question because it's like each question, well, it's covering multiple topics. How do I do a filter on that? I don't know. I looked into like Airtable. If you've got ideas out there, hit me up. If you're a techie person, please, I'd love to make this more user-friendly than a spreadsheet. Shall we rattle some off? Yes. So let's pick two favorites out of this spreadsheet and out of these ideas that we're going to give people for questions to ask at the end. And You tell me your favorites and I'll react and I'll tell you my favorites and you can react on what we think. So go for it. My favorite on here is, are there any flexible work arrangements available? Yes. What is your thoughts on asking that question? Like, what are you trying to learn from that one? Mm, I guess the culture, the dynamic of how things operate at the workplace. I feel like if you're asking this, they maybe haven't explicitly listed it in the description as in, you know, flexible work, because if you knew that you would more so ask, what does the flexible work look like or how many days do people do? So to me, this is like, they haven't mentioned it, but I want to know if there's the possibility. And I'm wanting to know like, what's the spectrum? Is it like only if you have a family emergency, you know, you can take your laptop home and work from home? Or is it like, yeah, you know, we do whatever we want. We're really chill. I'm trying to gauge how often I'm going to be chained to my desk. Yeah, totally. And we had an episode about flexible working and like how you need to make sure that you are locking it down early in the process. Cause like what flexibility might mean one thing to one person and something different to someone else. So I actually liked your second version better if they'd said, Hey, there is flexible working. And then you said like, what does that actually look like? So I would maybe even extend this question if you needed to, are there any flexible work arrangements? And if there is, what does that look like for this team? or something like that, to go like, I want specifics. Tell me who does what. For sure. I also really loved, could you tell me why this position has become available? It feels a bit illegal (laughs) to ask this, but I have actually done this before um, when applying for a job because it said it was like a full-time job for a year, but it was temporary and it didn't say like maternity leave or anything like that and just the nature of the job. It was just a bit weird because this sort of organization would be renowned for like permanent type jobs. So I asked it at the end, but I asked it amongst a lot of my more genuine questions because I was interested in this, but like at the end of the day, the answer wasn't really going to affect whether I'd take it or not. I was just curious. I love that context you just gave because when you first said it, I was going to be like, oh, I don't love this question. But in the context of like other questions where you're actually getting info and they're more open-ended, this one's helpful because like maybe you do really need to know that. Especially if job security is important to you. I thought you were kind of wanting to be like, did somebody quit and why did they leave? No, 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 no. Because it said like up to 12 months or something like that. And I ended up asking and they were so chill about it. And they were like, yes, great question. It's just a 
tricky technicality because the person who left was transferring to a different internal, like within the same organization, but sort of transferring. And so she took leave without pay for the rest of her contract. So it didn't technically become available until so-and-so date, which meant that we couldn't properly advertise it. So we had to put it up as this, but don't worry, it is a proper full-time permanent ongoing job, but for the paper trail purposes. So I was like, oh, great. I'm glad I asked, like stupid internal mishap. I love the context and I think that it just goes to show why you need to personalise these questions because I'm sure you didn't say, can you tell me why this position has become available? No, I would have. I said it really casually. I said it like, oh, I noticed on the ad it did say, you know, temporary 12 months, just wondering, you know, what the situation is there. Yep, perfect. That is a great way to ask that because it's specific to the job. You've got a reason you're asking and they were obviously like, oh, there's actually something to this. And there's a bit of story that they can tell you that you now know. And they may have forgotten to talk about that. Definitely wasn't asking this as in, so why is this available? Hey, did the other person hate it? No, that's not the energy we want (laughs) to give off. And I just, I think the only reason I don't like it for that is because it feels like a bit of a waste of a question because you're not going to get... It does. They're not going to tell you. Well, They're not going to be like, Susan wanted better growth. We couldn't offer that, (laughs) she said. And she said she really hated Susan. (laughs) Susan was sick of my shit and she got out of here. I don't know. I just, if you are looking for like, did somebody quit or whatever, you could ask it. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Have it. If you want to know, like, did somebody quit? What would you say the main challenges of this job? The tough parts of this job. Yeah, but they may not say, oh, and that's why Susan left. Like, No, but like that gives you an insight into the pressures that may have caused someone to leave. Yeah, I just think there's easy ways for us on the other side to fluff like why someone's leaving. Like I think someone's asked that in an interview okay. recently for me. Give me, I'm going to grill you. Okay, pretend somebody left because they were just awful, always doing horrible things. So I'm just interested, why did the last person finish up at this company? <laughs> Give me your best dodging the bullet. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like an exact situation that I'm going to have in mind so that it feels really real. Okay, I've got one. Oh, it's so hard because I'm like, I can't tell you properly because you might join this team. Like I can't even tell you roughly. Like I really have to be like, yeah, look, there was someone in this role. Unfortunately, it just really wasn't the right fit and it didn't work out after about a year. But yeah, we've kept on really good terms and they found something new. You gave me nothing. See, that is a waste of a question, as if they're going to spill the workplace tea. In my head, I've got, we put this person on a performance improvement plan and they quit before the end of the performance improvement plan. And if they didn't quit, we would have terminated them for underperformance. That's the truth. But I can't say that because you're going to be working with these people and maybe the colleagues don't even know that there were performance concerns. You know, like it just, I can't tell you that stuff. It just, 
Yeah, you're not going to get anything very satisfying. You might find out, hey, there, and you did find out information. You found out there was someone in the role. So if that's all you're looking for, then sure, ask it. But I really like it for your example of like, there's context around why is this role part-time? Why is it contract? Why is it temporary? All that kind of stuff is super helpful. What about your two faves? I saw someone talking about this question on LinkedIn and I really liked it. And I saw it when I was researching other options for questions and I want to get your reaction. So I haven't written it down. So you don't know what it is yet. What does your team typically do for lunch every day? Oh, I like it. So I'm again, like in certain circumstances, I would or wouldn't ask it because I'm like, well, I don't really care. I actually, I'm not there to socialize and I'm happy to eat lunch at my desk and get out no, early or whatever. This but this gives intel. Is everyone eating at their desks and not ever taking a break? Are they work to the bone? Yes, it does. That's right. Are they very social and they go out for lunch every day? Is everybody getting takeaway every day? Is there like a local place that everybody hangs out? Do they sit in the lunchroom? Are they all gym bros and they pack their chicken and rice? Yeah. What's the deal? Do they sit in the lunchroom every day at least, like in the office but away from their desk? Do people go out and go for walks? Is it really active workplace? I think there's a lot that you can learn from this. Someone also commented on the the LinkedIn thread, I remember talking about how they had a different version of this, which was like, what do Friday afternoons look like in the office? Again, if you were kind of wanting a bit of a like social kind of fun workplace, that might give a little bit of insight into does everybody have a drink at their desk or do they all go to the certain bar after for Friday drinks? Like, And is that kind of like an optional thing that the fun people do or is it like kind of mandatory and it's like compulsory workplace fun that you have to participate in? You know, some workplaces can be that like cold, like, oh, Emma's not coming again. Yes. But also just the wa- some workplaces are so amazing with all the like extracurricular fluff that they run. Like my besties just started a really cool new job in a major city and they do the most. Like it'll be International Day of Smoothie or some shit. And then they bring in bikes that you pedal and it blends a smoothie on the end of the bike. And then it's International Coffee Day and there's seven coffee stations. Like, And anyone out there that has this kind of job, can you let us know, is that overcompensating for the job being awful or is it really that magical all the time? I think the thing is, because I've been in these kinds of workplaces, not that did that stuff all the time, but that did have that stuff. And I'll tell you, first of all, it's actually hard to get people to participate in that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah, sometimes because it's a bit like, well, I've got shit to do and I've got meetings and I've got whatever and like, yeah, whatever, a friggin' smoothie. I don't like, want it just, your fairy floss. It seems a bit <laughs> like the day-to-day, whether you actually go home happy at the end of the day or not, is so many other fundamental things. And if those fundamental things are in place, the smoothie is awesome. The smoothie is a bonus. Yes. The smoothie is what you'll tell everyone about. The smoothie about. tastes good. It does, yes. And the coffee is cool and you have free lunches and stuff. If one of those fundamental things of like your team or your manager or your workload or your whatever isn't in place, the smoothies feel like, Shove the smoothie up your ass. Yeah. It honestly, <laughs> it feels like, well, at least we've got smoothies. Like I'll work till yeah. 11 p.m., but don't worry, here's a smoothie. You know what I mean? It's kind it's of like, like how people, like on Are You Okay Day, that's such an important national day here in Australia. It's like a reminder to check in on people's mental health, ask the question, Are You Okay? And corporate Australia has sort of overtaken it with they'll get some cupcakes and it's kind of a meme online of like, thank God we got a cupcake today and the toxic working conditions have paused for the five minutes while we eat that cupcake. But as somebody who has to organise Are You Okay Day things, 
here's my challenge to you listening. This is a rhetorical question, but if you've got ideas, DM me. I'm all ears. I will literally implement this next year. How do you pay respect to the day and not do something gimmicky, but also you don't really want to put people on the spot and get in a room and be like, now everybody, share if you've ever felt suicidal. Like, you know, it's a genuinely very tough yeah. line to balance. Same with like fundraising for stuff. It's like, how do you treat it seriously, but also commemorate it a certain way? So we've done stuff before where we do get cupcakes because I feel like it's like a cutesy mandatory thing. But we also did like a toolbox talk on the topic, a barbecue for the team to get together and, and chat about those topics. We tried to do like question cards and conversation starters that Are You Okay do. But again, people feel weird about that in the workplace. Yeah. I don't want to do that with my colleagues. Yeah, exactly. And then there was a, okay, there's a photo competition. How are you promoting Are You Okay Day? So trying to make sure that, okay, the locations that really get into it are going to be rewarded for what they're doing. And it's like a lot of them was, hey, we printed out posters in seven different languages and we put them up all around our site and we picked those languages based on what people on our location speak. And that was really cool. And they won and their prize was then neck and shoulder massages for the day or something that we got a masseuse in. And again, it's like, what does that have to do with Are You Okay? Well, I don't know, wellness, self-care, taking a break, self-care. Yes. But it's a very tenuous connection, isn't it? And it's like, Ultimately, your goal is kind of raising awareness and spreading information. But yeah, I'd love for you to hit me up if there's something that you think they should do this. We'll put the question on Spotify in a poll. But what else? Like what else should we do instead? And I guess you're saying like stop the toxic work environment. Okay, well, we can't do that tomorrow. Like (laughs) what do you want me to do tomorrow? Anyway, my next question that I have picked out that I really like is – I really like this idea of asking a behavioral question back to the interviewer. It's like the old, you know, reverse card. Yes. <laughs> What's that? A whip? Actually, US listeners are probably cringing. Uno, I should say. Uno. <laughs> Over here in Australia, we say, you know, even you, though it's, you know. it's meant to be uno, dos, like, you know, I get it. But we all say, you know. So, uno. You, you know. So if that upsets you, you know, let's play games you know. and we say, you know. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah, it's it's not the name of the game. But with our Uno reverse, asking a behavioral question. So you would say to the person who is potentially going to be your manager, tell me about a time that you helped contribute to the development or growth of someone in your team. Ooh. Mm. I like it. You're making them yeah. show a way that they've invested in someone like done the real thankless work instead of like, I don't know, the criticizing or the hard decisions. It's like, how have you gone out of your way to uplift someone? And also like, give me an example. It really stops that kind of like, oh, well, we have all these things available and blah, blah, blah. And like talking about just the the things that are possible, but actually secretly nobody ever uses them. Like, tell me about someone you have actually helped grow and develop. I think this tells you so much, like their reaction, if they can't think of anyone, it tells you about their management style, the way that they would grow and develop you. I think it's a much better version of what are the growth and development opportunities in this role? Like it's so much better than that. Yeah, personalizing it. And there's the added bonus that people love talking about themselves and will enjoy it. If they think of something really great that makes them look good, win-win. Yeah, it's a five-star question, I think. So go through and whack in your email address and grab the freebie of 
of all of the questions to ask at the end database. Make sure you make a copy. Please don't request edit access. And you do end up on our email list, but we promise to only send you one email a week, just telling you when our episodes drop. But hey, that's a nice place to be. It is. It is. It's a damn nice place to be. You can always leave once you get a job and we'll be happy for you to graduate. Don't give people permission to do that. Stay they, forever. They have permission Show to Show us do your that. loyalty. They can graduate yeah. from the podcast. No. Do you know, I found out today a note on unsubscribing from emails, which maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but there's an app that you can download and you connect it to your website. Is it called Unroll Me? Yes. So I used to use this in the past and I used to tell anyone who's anyone. I remember like one of my exes, I helped their dad like unsubscribe all their emails and he was like forever grateful. My partner grateful. every night is like, I've got to unsubscribe from more emails. Like it's it's constantly on his to-do list. But, and I might be spreading lies here, so correct me if what, I'm wrong. What, they sell your data? Yes. Truly. Oh, you're kidding. Truly. They had like a data breach. I remember getting a notification and I was like, I can't remember the details of exactly what it was, but I remember at the time thinking, well, I'm never going to use that again. (laughs) And I was like, what a shame. So I wonder if there's one that you can pay for, even if it's like $2 or like something like that, where you can just pay so that you are not the product anymore. Because that's swiping to get rid of all of your unsubscribes. It's so useful. And I was only just having this conversation with someone at work. Their Gmail inbox was full and they couldn't receive any more emails. And I was like, oh, but here's my hack for it. If you've got a full Gmail inbox, search the word unsubscribe. Because every email that's sent from an email list, including ours, has to have the word unsubscribe in it to allow people to remove themselves from the mailing list. So if you search the word unsubscribe, you can then select all of them and then delete those ones instead of archiving so that they just go away permanently. And it won't be any of your actual emails from people or whatever. And they're typically not the confirmation of your purchase because you don't unsubscribe from them typically. There you have it. Download the spreadsheet, go crazy. But use your own brain first. This is just a supplement. Get ideas and you'll be on your way to asking excellent interview questions at the end of your interview. Using your brain is mandatory for interview boss listeners. We don't give you the answers easily. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sounds of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. And make sure while you're at it that you follow us on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've got plenty of helpful behind-the-scenes stuff, savable content, and it really helps us out. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.